Okay, we're recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Joined only today by Jason. Yep. Josh has been put on the IR with a con- uh, with a concussion, unfortunately. We promise this is an LTIR shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> we're circumventing the cap so that... <laughs> so we're, no, we're, we're circumventing our taxes so that we can, yeah, make more from this podcast. <laughs> but the official Rink Rat Report, the official money laundering podcast of... I don't know. Hockey. Anyways, <laughs> the official hockey la- money laundering podcast. But let's get into it. Only three games on the docket this week. Uh, we're do- recording this. Probably this will come out, I don't know, Thursday or Friday, whenever. March 24th, as we had to do our trade deadline episode earlier in the week. Um, I was So I said on that episode that... I was like, oh, today wasn't that good. There wasn't that many deals. But, like, they said that there was, like, a record amount of trades that were made. Was it on deadline day? I don't know. That That's like... the thing. Was there a record amount on deadline day? I Did it no feel idea. like that? It felt like the whole of the trade deadline, like, the weekend leading up to it, like, let's say, let's make it three days. Like, especially that Sunday. Like, it felt like there was a lot of, Sunday, lot of movement. Saturday. If, if you include Saturday and Sunday in there. Yeah. yeah. But, but what, like, kind of made it worse, even Claude Giroux was telling everyone, I'm going to Florida. But they didn't have a deal in place yet. That was just the only place he was willing to go. Wow. So Florida played hardball with Philly, and that's why it took until Saturday or Sunday. Saturday. Sunday. Uh, it was Saturday oh, okay. until for the deal to actually get done. Ah. But everyone knew on like Thursday because he's just like, yeah, I'm going to Florida, <laughs> whether they like it or not. What a guy. But yeah, so I don't know. Uh, it was an all right trade deadline, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Good for the Leafs in terms of the trade deadline day was whatever, but for the Leafs, a good trade deadline overall. Yeah, good we, trade season. I don't know. We gave them an A, B. Like, I think the average we gave from us through was like around a B, B plus. plus. Yeah. If you look at like the whole scope of everything, not just like the trades in a vacuum, I'd say B, B plus kind yeah. of thing because of all the moves that had to be made around it. Yeah. But let's get into it this week. Hurricanes, Predators, and Devils were on the docket. The St. Patrick's game, Day game against the Hurricanes, so the Leafs were wearing their greens. Um, an interesting point that someone made on Twitter, Eric Schalgren's jersey collection is absolutely amazing. He has now worn the regular jerseys, the Toronto Arenas, the St. Patrick's uh, jerseys, and the Next Generation jerseys as well. He's only been here like a month. <laughs> Not even, if that. But... Yeah, Hurricanes did outshoot the Leafs massively in this one. I they, The chances, though, in terms of quality, mainly went to the Leafs, I felt like. Shalgren did play well. He made a couple pretty big saves in there. The Hurricanes scored a chintzy one with, like, 10 seconds left in the game there. It should have been a 3-1 game, but whatever. Who's counting there? But overall, a good game. The Europeans, really, I feel like, really chipped in this one, you know. Nylander, Takasha, Ilya Mikheyev scored a nice goal in there as well. Um, Mitch Marner scored assist from Timothy Lilgren, who started that stretch pass to Tavares there. But I racked my brain as hard as I could, believe me, to try to make a connection between St. Patrick's Day and this game. I could not. I don't know. Something about Frederick Anderson having red hair and leprechauns or something. I I don't know. I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I've let everyone down. But... The next game here, the Predators. So, unfortunately, the experts, they called this one a playoff game. 
I, I'm, I'm sorry to report this was apparently a playoff game. The Hurricanes one wasn't. The Devils one wasn't. But this was a, and the, the Stars one wasn't either. But this one was a playoff game, unfortunately. I'm sorry to report that. Uh, we beat Nashville early, earlier in the year, but that was not a playoff game. Believe me. Um, so how, how, do you, how can you tell what's a playoff game? Um, the experts say after the Leafs lose yes. that it's a playoff game. Yes. So happens. Um, we'll come out with an algorithm maybe <laughs> how to determine if it was a playoff game. I think someone, I think mostly Leafy's on Twitter already did. Anyways, I didn't mind this game. Bit of a slow start. Eric Schalgren had some good moments in it. A lot of technicalities, which I'll touch on later. Mike McKenna had a great article on Eric Schalgren. Mike McKenna of Daily Faceoff, that is, former pro hockey goalie. He had a great article on Eric Schalgren. I'll get into that a little bit later, but he had a decent game. There was maybe one where he kind of got beat on a good shot there. It was a, a puck was on its side, fluttered all around everywhere. But overall, decent game from him. Uh, I thought the Leafs battled pretty hard in this one. Three goals from the top line. I thought the top line, I think the expected goals percentage for some of them was over 80%. They cycled the puck insanely well. Some parts of the team were lagging behind, I felt like. But it was a pretty back-and-forth game. Three posts. Two from Austin Matthews. One crossbar from Jason Spezza in there as well. The Predators did have a disallowed goal, but that was a full push from Matt Duchesne, who's an enormous crybaby if I'm going to add that. And Juicy Sorrows. Juicy. I don't know if that's his nickname, but holy, holy smokes, he played very well in this one. He is, I think he's a top five goalie in this league. I don't think there's much de- much of a debate about that. He And he's not even, he's a sub six foot goalie too. There are some scouts that won't pick a goalie unless he's over six two, just for some perspective. So after the they lost this playoff game, Came back home for the next generation game uh, against the Devils. The New Jerseys. I, I'm a big, I'm not like a big Raiders fan. I love Al Davis's quotes though. And like the black, just the black on jerseys is just an, an absolute must for, I love mm-hmm. black on jerseys. Mm-hmm. So that's why these next gen jerseys were incredible. I don't I mean, the reversible, I wonder how hot that would get. That's my only criticism. I think almost all hockey jerseys should be reversible especially for men's league. <laughs> but that's another point. Um, but yeah, just like the jerseys, there was more than a few reverse calls in this one as well. Never seen that before, but they reversed two calls. One uh, icing, they reversed on Dougie Hamilton, but more importantly, they reversed a penalty on Mark Giordano. That's why you get veterans at the deadline. Exactly. <laughs> but um, funniest was people saying the Leafs bias is incredible in this league. The Leafs get all the calls. Someone was a Boston fan that said that. Oh my God. Like game two, 2018, was it, bud? Or 2019? Yeah, 2019 game two. Just go have a look at that game. Yeah. And then tell me that again, moron. Uh, this was a really weird game. Couple goals on the special teams. The penalty kill, that is. The power play looked like it was half drunk for the entire game. Mitch Marner had himself an odd game, an up and down one. Because he was falling over the all over the place, turning over the puck like crazy on the power play in the first half of the game. And then he scores a goal, plays pretty well the rest of the way there. Couple of chances off the penalty kill too. More chances on the penalty kill than he had on the power play. That's what kind of game this was. <laughs> so 2-1, to one, I think, on the special teams with two shorthanded goals from uh, the tall, lanky boys on the Leafs there. Um, lots of speed in this game. The Devils are a very fast team. They're a very small team, though. Um, and I'm going to get later into Nico Dawes' games. I had some opinions on him. Some good ones for the most part because he is a 2000 board. 
But yeah, and that's all we had for this week. It's a pretty yeah. good recap. Um, oh yeah, I like when we I liked how we wore the new jerseys against New Jersey. I think that's a funny one. I think it was a big <laughs> miss that New Jersey didn't wear those jerseys that just said Jersey, Jersey that were designed by Marty Brodeur, world-renowned designer Marty Brodeur, up against Justin Bieber's jerseys. <laughs> no, I, I love, but I, I love that uh, the the least jersey that that was. Actually, were you very, filling very your cool. diaper too about the jerseys? No, did you hate them? No, I, 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 I love them. I was, I, I got them. Like me and my friends bought, bought you those bought jerseys. It? Yeah, wow. yeah, and I got one for my girlfriend too. They were okay. I got, I got ripped off because I bought one from the Drew website, and it's forty dollars more on because like. Remember the drop earlier in the year that Justin Bieber did with yeah. like, and it sold out super fast. So like right when it happened, like my girlfriend's like a big Justin Bieber fan, so I was like, all right, I'll get you, a, I'll get you that jersey, whatever. And so I went to the Drew site, got in, see, I'm like, yes, we got it. And then my buddy texted me, he's like, yo, let's get them from Real Sports 199. You can get a name on the back. Same price to get the name on the back of the jersey as it was to get it shipped from Drew, wherever that Drew house is. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's my little rant. I, I felt felt a little ripped off by them, but whatever. Not that that's big interesting. That's but, an interesting arbitrage to yeah. report. First to report here. <laughs> Don't go to the Drew House website. Yeah, go to Real Sports. Go, go to Real, Real Sports. Sports. Yeah. Um, but but also, yeah, I don't understand people always, oh, the, I don't know. There were so many old people complaining about these jerseys. Just like, just sh- shut up. Yeah. So they're, they're not for you. Like, just straight up, they're not. They're, they're these not aren't the next gen jerseys where you literally could not see the names, the last names. You yeah. couldn't tell the numbers or the last names on those. The on reverse TV. retros, yeah. Yeah, they had to change them, I swear. Or they had to change something. I don't know. They were brutal. I'm just happy those that. Those are like, ugly as hell. Like, if these are, like, alternates. These were nice. I like if them. They, if these are a third jersey going forward, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. It's like, funny because they had the arenas, the St. Pat's. And the reverse, re- uh, the next gen. yeah, next gen jerseys, like all kind of in a row. Yeah. <laughs> so Keith Oberman, who's a complete loser, was saying, he's like, oh, the least hate wearing their own jerseys. Or something. <laughs> Shut up. So weird. Such a weird I don't take. know. People are saying, like, oh, respect the logo and all that. Like the jersey has changed so many times over yeah. the years. Yeah. Like, and, and all these things are like, good. it's all a cash grab. No shit. Yeah, this like, entire that's good. League. That's good though. Like we want that. We want. We Everything's want, yeah. a cash grab, moron. Yeah, like, and if people want to buy it, good. Like, let the league get more money. That means like that's good. That's good when the league gets more money. That's good when the league steps outside its comfort zone, makes a new jersey, and sells it to fans who wouldn't normally watch a game. And hey, maybe they tuned in that night for Justin Bieber, whoever. But like. If it grows the game even a little bit, I'm like, yeah. how can you be mad at it? Anyways, yeah, next but. we're going to discuss uh, ads on the jerseys. It's <laughs> a complete disgrace. Uh, last thing I'll touch on with regards to that, um, I thought it was funny that they got rid of the actual Gen Z that usually sings the anthem for the Leafs, mm-hmm. for, and they put in a bunch of, I don't know, were those millennials that were singing? I don't know. I couldn't tell their age, but <laughs> they did a good job, though. I liked them. They were, I was there. It was good, yeah, yeah but it's kind of funny that our, it's next gen night. Yeah. You got rid of the Gen Z and put in older people. That's true. That's true. <laughs> she must have been uh, studying. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of a kind of funny there. Yeah. But let's get into some details. Let's do it. Let's do it. Of this week. Of this this week. You want to mm-hmm. get in on the forwards? Yes. Yeah. Let's let's start with the forwards. Ever so revolving door that is the winger on the second line yeah uh kerfoot so who is it the first the first two games it was of the week it uh the carolina and nashville is kosh right 
Kasha was definitely in on... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then Kasha got injured. Yeah, then he gets injured, and then someone on Twitter called that a, like when he got injured, they called that a dangerous hit. I didn't even see the hit that he got injured. He Roman Yossi had the puck and was skating up the ice with ah, the puck. Sounds about right. That's like a how is that dangerous? Yeah, <laughs> the, he, like Kasha's the king of putting himself in dangerous situations, oh, yeah. but reckless abandonment. We we love it. I like that, but yeah. oh, I hope he's okay. I'm sure. It sounds it sounds like he's going to be sounds okay. very encouraging. I think yeah. he's going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, a little bit scary when a concussion prone player mm-hmm. like that goes down yeah. and stumbles off the ice. Yeah, yeah not but the best look. Time time is on our side. We still have a couple weeks away till the playoffs. So again, just take take yeah. your rest, take your time. Apparently, you tried to get back into that game. That's, that's where like you you, you got to stop. Yeah. Him. yeah. Um, but yeah, like Kerfoot back on that second line. How do you think it looked in the? Uh, in the in the next gen game, the New Jersey Devil game. Oh, Kerfoot played very well in that yeah. one. Uh, I have more than a few clips that I saved from that game where it was just him making very smart play. Mm-hmm. I think your brother said it as well before pre concussion. Yeah. PC. Um, he he said that there was more than a few plays from Kerfoot that he absolutely loved in that mm-hmm. game. There was one he came in one on three, cuts to the middle, which we love. Like in terms of gets off the wall towards the middle, he goes in one on three on the, on the defenders instead of just like sending a floater on net or trying to do whatever, he slowly dumps it in. One of them was Kevin Ball. Kevin Ball's 6'6", Kerfoot's 5'10", just to put this in there. He like kind of saunters one in, sends it like not very hard into the corner, and is able to get by the defenseman, puck retrieval, puck up to Nylander, Nylander for a shot. One on three, he turns that into a chance. That's good. It was some very good plays mm-hmm. between him and Nylander there, which we've seen throughout this year. It's just been so up and down, yeah. which is why they've had to move him off and such. But also a very nice play on the, the Ilya Mikheyev goal. Denies the, the blue line, helps to deny the blue line there. Like, just bats the puck away to, to Mikheyev. Mikheyev up the ice, scores. Nice. You don't really notice him. You don't really notice it on a few, more than a few plays. Even against the Carolina game, he was the one that... Like Carolina tried to put it through the neutral zone. He's he was the one that made the stop, got it to Kasha, and then Kasha and Nylander finished it off. Like there's a re- he has a bunch of second assists this year because mm-hmm. he plays with very talented players, but he's able to make that small simple play that gets the play kick started. Essentially, yeah. I'm finding it's his, his biggest thing that I've noticed this year compared to previous years is his promote. Like he's able to promote the puck into such good areas. Like whenever wherever he has it, he's able to find it yep. and put it in a better spot. And whether that be give it to a player, give it to where, wherever it is, he, he's done a really good job of promoting that puck. And yeah, that yeah. I'm already looking, past the career high. Yeah, good. he's I'm again. I was so wrong on him earlier in the year, and I'll eat that. Everyone I'll was, eat I that so well. hard, like because he's he's he's. I'm the details so impressed in his game this year are far better than yeah. what we saw last year. I'm so impressed with him this year. But um, and yeah, like I'm looking at the numbers right now. It looks like the line played pretty well. Uh, the second line they. They controlled the expected yeah. goal share by a lot. They only William Nylander had a big bounce back, so he played well against Carolina. Mm-hmm. The Predators, I'm not gonna. I, I saw. I guess I'll call him friend. I don't know. Anyways, someone we follow on Twitter, uh, mostly Leaf. He's had a big thread about all these great plays Nylander made, but like the overall results were terrible. A mm-hmm. and B, there was a couple very very lazy plays from him yeah. late in the game. Um, I mean, obviously he is gassed, and there was a couple good plays before these lazy ones, but when the puck's coming out of the zone, he does a good shoulder check so he knows Tavares is coming, and the puck is rolling around, and he just kind of 
flips it on his backhand towards the boards with the net empty like that and then just kind of curls off. It's it's not a good look. It's not a good play. And, yeah, it was just overall ugly. So the old heads yeah. had a, a field day with that one. But yeah. the, the New Jersey game, I thought he played very well. It snapped his six-game point streak, but... Looked yeah. very good doing so. Yeah, but I still, the details in his game that mm-hmm. game were incredible too. I, I still find there's always you can always pick out one part, like one play in each game that he plays. Though it's just always oh, yeah. it's always just going to be there. And we kind of have to accept that that's uh, his part a part of his game, I guess. But I hope we don't have to. I mean, I, I mean at this point, like so before these before yesterday, mm-hmm. I have a file of 19 videos of yeah. good and bad from William Nylander over his six game point streak. Yeah. Eight points in that game, in that stretch. Eight points in six games. Um, I'm trying to find one real quick just to show you just what it looked like. Oh, here's one. Here's a... No, that's not it. Oh, there's a couple doozies in the, the Heritage Classic game, obviously. Uh, there was one... Oh, he just dodges the puck. I'm trying to... Yeah. but Anyways, this is a great one. I'm showing showing that to you right now. Just his, his coverage on the points... Yeah, it's brutal. And it's kind of lazy too. Yeah. But he so there's several parts just thinking about it this entire week. Like there's several parts to defense that you got to think of. There's actual like suppression of offense in the defensive zone like stopping the offense, making sure they don't get good opportunities. And then there's also transporting the puck out of the zone. Mm-hmm. He's very good at skating the puck out of the zone. However, defending the chances within the zone, he kind of struggles. He struggles. Yeah, I feel like he loses like not just he doesn't really want to block shots. Yeah, there was one I, I saw him turn on one. You, you, but you don't week. you don't really have to block shots. But if you're not going to block a shot, you got to be there like quicker, essentially, right? You got to be. You got to be there quick. You got to yeah. stop them from just allowing a wide open point Tr- shot. Try and create some havoc. Don't yeah. screen your goalie. He did that one goal and yeah. against Arizona. So I I I do like the game that the second line played mm-hmm. last. Uh, sorry, against New Jersey. But I do have some critiques because again, like. I don't know, in like the New Jersey game in do. the New Jersey game. Okay. Yes, yeah. So because I, I, I struggle with who's like the revolving door at left wing. Who should play there? And like Kerfoot makes yeah. sense there for now. And and I'm not saying this because I want Kerfoot to get demoted, but like the main point of what I'm trying to say here is that on, so the main competition against uh, that second line was the third line of the Devils, which makes sense, right? We want that Angval line to go against tougher competition. We want our second line to play against weaker mm-hmm. competition. But if you're playing like most of your minutes against uh, Johnson, Bolquist, and VC, is that like maybe a waste of Kerfoot and his like defensive acumen? I know this is a team with a rather weak third line, but because um, instead I'd rather have like a, a more skilled player on there and have the ability to to try and get more goals, right? Like, oh, I think I see what you mean. You okay. you, you understand um, what I'm saying there? Because like. I know this is a unique situation to New Jersey because New Jersey again doesn't have the strongest third line. But like I don't like especially in a home game. Yeah. There. Okay. I'd There's like one s- other thing I want to check here. Keep going. But yeah, e- even if that means like I don't know, Kerfoot getting shifts an extra shift here or there. Like, and I know the alternative would be him playing on the fourth line even. But I I don't know. I just don't know if this is. So you think optimally? I, don't I, I, don't, I honestly don't even know. I'm like reading the, between the lines here. Do you think optimally it's Nick Robertson? Yes, you'd that's, like to I'm, see I'm like trying to that hint you would at like that. to see there. Do you 100%. think it's feasible though, and re- like it's actually going to happen? I don't know if it's going to happen, but it, he deserves a shot back. Like he 100 percent should be back back in the NHL right now. He shouldn't have been demoted. I get that he kind of mm-hmm. got demoted for um, like whatever in case the Leafs bow out early in the playoffs and he'll have a chance to play in the AHL, right? 
because like you have to be. But they could have just sent him down, sent and him then back brought up. him exactly. That's what Buffalo did. Exactly, but they. I when I saw that, I was hoping that was going to happen. That's not what happened. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just don't understand it. He's looked good on that line. Like he has more goals in the last thirty games than Wayne Simmons. I know that's a knock on Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons hasn't scored, right? Yeah. Like what do you? What do you? I know. Wayne Simmons plays on the fourth line. I'm asking Robertson to be played on the second line here. But in his showing, he looked good. And if you're going to bury them against poor competition, let's 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 keep them going. Like, why are we like? I I don't want to turn this into me bagging on Simmons, but at this point, like, I don't think Simmons should even be like. I think he should be scratched like for the rest of the season. Now, honestly, other than the Winnipeg game where I want Simmons and Clifford both in, but you need them both in. Other than that, like, I just don't think that. He's been effective enough to justify him playing this much, honestly. How did he do last? Uh, he was okay last night, I thought. Yeah, he, I mean, he caught he caused a little ruckus, which is what you want to see. But like again, like yeah, they were they were okay. Um, but yeah, he has not been. Yeah, zero zero shots, on that, zero nothing. He, okay, yeah. In, in his like, he, I I just am not happy with his game lately. Yeah, and no, I don't I don't think anyone is really. Yeah. I mean. He hasn't caused enough ruckus where you're like you have to keep him in the lineup kind mm-hmm. of thing, and he also hasn't caused any uh, created any offense really either. Not but at all. And and he just, his last he's... chance came against the Kraken. That was like four games ago. Yeah, he's just a weight on our fourth line. It feels like because yeah, he's like he doesn't have the speed to like keep like anymore to keep up with like the way that uh, yeah, our, 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 like a black. And also, you got to or... think in the playoffs, like people, oh, the playoffs it gets tougher. There's no drop the gloves fights in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of scuffles. Yeah, but so I, do you need Wayne Simmons in there, kind of thing? I don't. I don't even know. My brother brought up a good point, and maybe it's even better to just roll eleven and seven, like kind of like what Tampa did. I know we lack like the veteran six and seven defensemen that Tampa did, like when they were in the playoff run. They were, they ran it a couple times with I think it was Shen and I, it wasn't Bogosian, was it? I don't. I, Last year, no. Or, I don't know if it was last two year or two years ago, ago, but on their cup run, they... I think in the finals, though, they did 6-D. True. But that's... Uh, because I know Bogosian and Shen were both scratched for, like, games 2 to 6 or whatever. Okay. 2 to 5 but in the e- finals. But even still, it's like Simmons has be- been such a non-factor for us. It's like... Uh, I know. It I should know. be... Like, that resource should be going... Like, that, that spot should be going somewhere else. Um, I haven't loved when they, they roll 11 forwards, though. Whether it's yeah. by choice or whatever. The only time we rolled Just, it, we got... <laughs> It's from injuries. two minutes in, like what are the oh yeah, chances? the one time they planned eleven, yeah, yeah, like Andre Kasha got knocked out, yeah, but that was kind of crazy. But and they ended up with ten, mm-hmm. and it looked even worse. Yeah, but I see what you mean. Yeah, I mean Nick Robertson as like last night four points against Wilkes Barre Scranton had a goal his first game back in the AHL as well. He's up to thirteen points in twelve games in the AHL this this entire year. He impressed. He, Showed some great flashes with the Leafs there. That That is an interesting point that it, you think it sh- should be him on the, the second line there. But with the addition of Blackwell, I find it's it's very logjammed at forward. I, Definitely. I kind of feel like they're not going to do it. I'd, yeah. Unless he keeps putting up four-point games. <laughs> yeah. But I, I would like to see him in this lineup. I think he, he, he showed some very, very good flashes and, when he was. And I, I've been talking a lot about I, – I keep jumping around here. Sorry. But I, I – I just keep remembering, like I'm remembering conversations I had with my brother earlier in the week, and we just kept talking about how, like, what are your what are your thoughts? I know we keep bringing this up, but what are your thoughts on splitting up Tavares and Nylander? Just because I, I feel like at this point, like they don't promote each other, they don't like play better together. I feel like they can provide the yeah, equal amount of value together as they can apart. So if that's the case, 
Split them, maybe split them up. Maybe roll Nylander, Kerfoot, and Robertson, or Nylander, Kerfoot, and Kosh, and then put like a, a fourth line. I, I don't know. I don't want to. I don't. I don't like calling it a fourth line, but John Tavares, Spezza, and whoever. I, I I don't know. But would you? How do you feel about like splitting that up? And I don't feel great about dropping Tavares in the lineup. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Like the first line is playing very very well. Yeah, like I don't know how you split that you up. I feel like that's the, that's the at thing. this point. You so can't. if you can't yeah. split up that first line, you don't want to drop two of your premier offensive players down in the lineup. Like, then what do you do? I mean, just because you, you drop him in the lineup, you could still. I think you could still find ways to get John Tavares to to get or William Nylander to get extra shifts and more minutes. Like, I, I wonder if you put him with like more like the the third line. What mm-hmm. happens there? But then who comes up yeah. and plays center? Well, you could put Alex Kerfoot. That's a the lot Ker- of juggling right there. Lot, oh, yeah, but we're thinking a lot of juggling. But if I, I think first and third line have been so good for us. I love how when they do major overhauls of the lines that they always just end up back yeah, to, to the normal lines. Back to what they were like yeah. 10 seconds later. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> so going forward. This though, late in the season, I don't see them doing that. Mm-hmm. It's March 24th. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I don't see them left. changing anything i see them keeping nylander Tavares together still but i could be wrong there yeah um i do want to see i thought last night was a good start hopefully yeah. they keep that going yeah that's a good point that's that's my big thing there maybe when kasha comes back they they put kasha back there but i don't know i thought it looked pretty good in carolina i forgot this week one of the games austin matthews was suspended <laughs> yeah i forgot about that too yeah wow. so they did kerfoot kasha nylander ah and it did work out. Pre- it worked out pretty well, mm-hmm. did it not? Yeah, I thought they I, scored. It, it looked good. It looked good. If I like, so from what I remember, yeah. So like that could even be a line there, and then like Spezza, Tavares, and who, whoever else is. Uh, Every solution is we bring up, there's another issue that then comes up, and yeah. it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Holy, the Corsi in this game, forty-two point three nine percent for the Leafs. Yeah, but the expected goals was. Oh, 44%. Mm-hmm. Hey. Anyways, Shelgren played pretty well in that one. I thought so, too. Yeah, he looked yeah. good. Um, but, yeah, in terms of that second game, oh, they kind of got shelled. Yeah. I don't know. I thought they worked well, pretty well together. But the biggest Anyways. point of this, be, like, breaking up the second line is that they're not being effective enough on offense where th- the two together are like, okay, wow, these guys are clicking really well. They're elevating each other. They're just not elevating each other, I find. That's, mm-hmm. like, the main point. And they're not. They're already playing, like, poorer competition. So. And Marner and Tavares look good together. Yeah. They scored as well. Yeah, so it's not so. It's it's not like these guys can't elevate each other. It just, just hasn't really worked. Oh, yeah, that was another worked. point. When, uh, it was funny. The, the Leafs, two games without their superstar, they win. Yeah. And then the one game he comes back, they lose. They lose. Yeah. In mm. kind typical of funny. fashion, but whatever. Typical. Anyways. But um, changing gears, what did you think about Blackwell's? Sorry, did you do you want to add anything or no? That was, I think that's yeah. It's a conundrum on the second line there. Unless I, I like, there's the the hope is that Kerfoot back on the wing there really juices that line back up mm-hmm. and they start to play well together and they start to mesh. Otherwise, we have a whole slew of just changes that need to be made that have a trickle down effect yes. within the lineup. Yeah. That's my opinion there. Yeah. But in terms of Blackwell and Giordano, yes. I have a lot of notes on Black- Colin Blackwell since last episode. I got to watch a full shift-by-shift of yeah. him, especially watching him last night. I find he's not very smart offensively, I find. 
I don't think he, with the puck, when he has the puck, I don't find he puts himself in the best spaces to create offense. He's not really a play driver. He's not really going to create a lot of offense off his stick. He is going to finish in front of the net pretty well. Um, He lacks getting high danger chances as well, like just shots from good areas kind of thing. Um, But as I posted in that highlight video, it's all very, very greasy, greasy goals. One of them off his head even too. That was crazy. But I like his defensive game. I really like how he challenges the points. He's a very he's a pretty quick skater and he's not afraid to challenge uh he's not afraid to, you know, challenge with contact mm-hmm. against defenders. He likes the front of the yeah, net. He'll initiate. Pretty, like yeah, loves the high tip front of the net kind of greasy goals. I like how he initiates contact both in front of the net and along the boards as well. He's not afraid of the mud. So Good fourth line player, I would mm-hmm. say, that brings some good, good and needed speed to the lineup, yeah. and some defending down in the lineup as yeah. well. Yeah, he 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 gives a good amount of juice into that yeah. that fourth line. He looked pretty good on the fourth line against New Jersey. Yeah. I like, I know he he whiffed on a hit, I think, but he still looked four hits. I think, yeah, he he was still throwing the body around, and he, yeah, his his speed likes to throw the body. Yeah, yeah I don't like how good. he kind of. When he gets the puck, he fades off mm-hmm. towards the boards out yeah. of scoring areas and tries to do send the puck into space, like tries to make a pass into space where the, his teammate can win a battle or skate into it, whatever. Yeah. I find those passes are kind of low percentage, and he hasn't clicked on many of those at all. Yeah, um, I'd like him to cut more into the, like not cut into the middle, head down kind of. You, that's how you get rocked, but put himself into more favorable offensive areas yeah to create offense from there yeah because if you're going to fade away you want to draw someone with you and if you're not doing that then there's no point he does but it's just like when you send just a space pass like a pass into space like that into a scoring area like usually the other player is contested Mm -hmm. and how much how good of a shot are they going to be able how good of a possession are they going to be able to get off of that maybe it might work once every 15 times but usually like if you like I know what you mean by that. Mm-hmm. And like Marner does that really well. Draws yeah. in the defender and then makes a pass, but it's not a space. It's not mm-hmm. a pass where the person's, you know, you didn't skating create space into with space. Yeah. He, yeah. he create Marner creates space mm-hmm. off the pass and makes a tape to tape pass yeah. where the guy has space because yeah. he's drawn in one defender and then creates shifts in the defense mm-hmm. there. I, but yeah, I, w- I wonder pretty if that- challenged offensively. I can see why he's on the second power play too, all, just front of the net mm-hmm. tips. Yeah, that kind of thing. I just wonder if maybe, hopefully, that that aspect of his game could get maybe a little supplemented, but just by playing in our system, maybe he's just used to like different systems in Seattle. If not, I don't think it's even that big of a yeah, deal because possibly. again, we don't we didn't bring him in to be like a, a scorer. We have enough scores, right? We we bring him in to shore up that well, defensive, PK, yeah, PK and def- and play some play good defense on the on that fourth line. And um, yeah, yeah, like I. I can't believe I even thought it would be a good idea to put him on that second line. I did not I, think I, that would I tweeted that. I don't think that would work at all. I don't think that's going to work that's not at gonna, all. Like, after watching, after watching one game more and in the, depth, the, clip, yeah. the, the clips he put together, like that's, yeah, that's I thought okay, Apparently, they went on a hot streak, him and Panarin together. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, he just doesn't create offense off his stick. Like, yeah. If you're going to add him to the second line, you might as well add Pierre Engvall. Because mm-hmm. Pierre Engvall is somehow 
better off the rush than him and yeah. better offensively than, than Colin Blackwell. And I, I don't think he would be a guy who would yeah. compliment Tavares. And Tavares is also Nylander a net front. Because exactly, they're both net guy. front shooters, like kind of, you know, they, they're, he's not really yeah, a, a playmaker, right? And that doesn't, yeah. I don't think that would work with Kerfoot. Those guys. And there's other guys in the lineup that do a lot mm-hmm. better things offensively than what he kind of specializes in, I guess. Yeah. But yeah. good fourth line player. Exactly. And Great. if we didn't have Mikheyev Engvall, that would be like a good. Mm-hmm guy to put on the third line kind of thing for defense, and right? I, and I think that was the, the idea in getting him is just like again, another piece of insurance. More in, defense. Exactly. An off, uh, a forward defensive depth, yeah, and so he, to speak. Yeah. He's, Shores up the fourth line pretty well. I exactly. Think. So it's a, there's a good fit into the lineup for him. Um, if that was our only acquisition, I'd be like, hmm. Yeah, don't happy. love it, but it's it's a good ad, I yeah. would say. I like him. I feel like he was just kind of like thrown in, which, yeah. is, which is nice. Speed, um, defense, but, so and a couple of mud goals, we'll call them. Yeah. Uh, in terms of Giordano, what I found with Giordano's game, he's extremely smart player. Anticipates the play very well. Doesn't have many hits on the year, but is more than willing to play physical in front of the net. Um, as Josh has said in many, many episodes, like in front of the net, the defense's goal is to sting the defender. So give him a little, little cross check, small one. They don't call that promise you mm-hmm. little sting and then stick lift he does that perfectly every time he, that's going to help the goaltending imma- immaculately there was a great play i just started to interrupt but behind the net where he made like he was beat to the puck he sting the guy and like he was able to like sting him oh, and then get the mean. puck and, and put it push it to the right yeah i think or was black i don't know who it was but he made a great little st- he yep. it's those little things that are tough to notice but are super effective when very like, small when they do play. It. Yeah. yeah active stick as well mm-hmm. does similar things Kind of well to what Brody does, yeah. I find. It's just kind of funny. But very good on the first pass as well. Mm-hmm. Not like the quickest, quickest skater. He's a decent skater, I would say. Um, but not having that insane quickness like what Riley does kind of thing, mm-hmm. it doesn't allow him to put himself into good scoring areas in the offensive zone. So he's not able to cut to the middle of the ice, I find. Or he just doesn't, yeah, so to speak. So he's smart with the puck. And he takes his time with it as well in the offensive zone, which allows him to make plays from there. But he's making it from like the far, yeah, like along the boards from the blue line as opposed to the middle where you're more likely to, to score. So that's where I think his, his offensive game is hampered a little bit. But overall, he's a very, very solid all-situations player. Yeah. Solid, smart, moves the puck well, defends well. That's 110% what we need. Yeah. The offense sure. is an added... Added little bonus. Added bonus. He adds yeah. a little bit of good offense. In terms of his minus 21, I watched a shift by shift. Um, oh, I watched all of his shifts, I should just say. Uh, against Mon- It was a game against Montreal. This was, his, this was how he got a minus on this play. He's minus 21 on the year. I saw some people concerned about that. This was one of the minuses. Pass came across. He, came, he tried to stack. Giordano tried to stack the pads, block the shot that came. Guy airmailed it over the net. Okay, Grubauer dove across, old school dove across, paddle like stick on the butt. His hand, his blocker hand, was on the butt end of his stick, so his stick was in no position at all. Puck comes back out to the point. Grubauer's trying to get his stick back. He got it stuck under the crossbar, and so by the time the shot came, he's just wildly out of position, and it was just a regular shot from the blue line went in. That's a minus. 
He's a minus 21 because of Philip Grubauer. Yeah, I, I was, I was going to say that. That's yeah. pretty much it. That's all I'm going to say. Like mm-hmm. it, the, the minus 21 is the biggest fraud minus 21 I've ever seen, yeah. especially from that game. That was insane. He doesn't give up many those home run chances. He's good. And Lilgren's going to learn a lot from him, I think. Yeah, because he does a lot of things well that Logren does not. Yes, yeah, that's very true, and and so it's a great. I'm I'm happy for the the little bit that Muzzin's out, or for however long Muzzin's out, that they're going to be playing together, yeah. um, because I I think the, just he's 38 years old. He's been in the league for a really long time. He's going to teach the Logren a thing or two about, and, oh, yeah. and and be like a good veteran guy who who he can like learn off of and not be afraid to make mistakes with. Because yeah. Jordana will shelter him and will help him out a lot, um, but. Going forward uh, into the like, in thinking more about the playoffs, how would you feel? How do you feel about like the new, let's call them new pairings? I guess well, they're Muzzin's not really new. Come back, so they're going to change again. Yeah, right? but so my anticipation is that Sandine's not going to play for the rest of the year. Yes, I think that's based on it's a knee injury and it's a multiple weeks. I don't say. think he's going to like. I don't think he should try to play on it. It's uh, and. I, I don't know exactly which knee it was or what. I don't know where it happened at yeah. all. But so, but I he, heard from someone it's ACL. Yeah. So, and and he. Has I don't a, know how torn it is, mm-hmm. but he has a history you know. of like leg injuries, and he's only twenty two yep. years old. So that's not like has he even turned twenty two yet? He, uh, yeah, he just turned twenty two. I oh, think there so. We go. Um, but yeah, like that. All the best to him, but that it does not sound good. Out. Yeah, let's 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 just wait till next year for him, just because. Again, I don't want him to see like I don't want him to come back too soon and reaggravate it and it be so yeah. much worse, right? So, shout out to Miele Dreger for that scoop. Yeah, um, <laughs> but <laughs> it's t- it's sad news. It's unfortunate, but very unfortunate. That's all. All we can do is kind of move forward and hope hope he's okay and hope the best. He would have been a great ad to have to have in that like he some he's awesome lo- offense for shelter me, sheltered offense in the playoffs. That would have been incredible mm-hmm. for me. He was lo- even though we got Giordano, if he didn't get hurt, he was locked in in the playoffs for me on that third lefty. I he or, played very well. This I year. think he's, he's been, more than deserved it. Hundred percent. He sucks. He's improved a lot this year, so it's it's a good season for him. But uh, yeah, like you said, it sucks to see that. Unfortunately, I don't see him coming back. So yeah. it, I, I'm guessing that Lilgren's probably going to come out mm-hmm. for the playoffs. That they they like hole. They're probably going to play hole. Muzzin together, but I saw some people complaining about that. But we were complaining about that when they were our top pairing. Yeah, the third pairing now. Yeah, they're going to be our third. little bit. Dial it back a little bit on their on their terms of their competition. I think they're going to come back and look very very nice. One hundred percent, especially since Hall, like considering Hall has looked yeah. pretty He's good. Looked good, other than Brody. last game against the Devils, he looked like ass. Mm-hmm. But. but- he looks good with Brody, and he looked really good when he was playing with Sandy against really, really poor competition. They really should be putting Brody Giordano together. Like, I think it's so just too. So no brainer. Yeah, and yeah, like when Muzzin comes back with Hall, I think it makes the most sense to at, at least for the t- like before the playoffs, oh, yeah. give him give him cheese competition, give him the easy stuff, and let let Giordano and and Brody be that shutdown pair. Let those guys yeah, do it Brody, because yeah, Ryan those guys Bushkin's would be great at it. Decent, I think. yeah, I believe I haven't. Taking a look at what happened yesterday. I mean, it was a tough bounce from the Labushkin goal, but I don't. I don't that was on the. That penalty. was on the penalty kick. Yeah, sorry, but so. um, I, I even I've I've liked the way that those two played together. Like it's just one of those simple, like keep it simple, stupid. Like yeah, they worked well together. It's like the classic rover and like stay at home defenseman. So they've looked good together. Mm-hmm. Um, something funny I noticed though. I feel like, like Ilya Labushkin has been. Jumping up a bit more when he plays with with uh, Riley. No, he's like, always the, done that. Well, the it play. was something I I even said when uh, he um, when he got traded here. He he likes to jump up in the play. Unfortunately, <laughs> offensively, he's horrible. Yeah, um, but 
What was yeah, it? That's okay, though. Who it's just... It? I think it was Colin Black. It was someone I was keeping an eye on for the, that game. They were they made a really nice play, and then they got the puck to Labushkin. Oh, it was Nylander. And it was it was a decent shot, actually. But yeah. Just off in the offensive zone. Like, Labushkin moves the puck decently, but just in the offensive zone, he's so bad. <laughs> he's kind of a zero, but we didn't bring him in here to score goals. He had exactly. nine career points coming into this, like, coming into the Leafs, like, who cares? I don't care that he does that. Just keep blocking shots and hitting people in front of the net, and we'll be fine. Yeah. But um, yeah. in terms of moving, yeah, I, I could see Riley Labushkin is working pretty well. I think yeah, they should keep, keep that yeah. keep that going. I, I've, I've liked what I've seen so far. Just based off of eye tests, I probably have to do more stat surfing on that one yeah. there. But... Um, and then what were we talking about? No, we were just talking about like new pairings and kind of what would happen if if Mu- or not if when Muzzin comes back. Um, oh, we were talking about I, okay defense. Yeah, 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 and like just I don't know the cheese. Like, we we want Muzzin and, and Hall to go against the the easier pairings. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I think defense is pretty pretty simple this week. It hasn't looked that bad. Yeah. I mean, no Nashville, criticism for me. Nashville was man. They they gave up some chances, mm-hmm. I would say. But once they, I mean, yesterday was good. It was a good start. It was just it was New Jersey. They're coming off a of back to back. They're not a very good team, yeah. but it was a good start, I would say. Yeah. Uh, let's get into our sponsor for this episode. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. We've been talking about Manscaped for well over a month right now. We love the products that they sent us. Cannot wait for the. They've got some other ones on the way. I'll hold off on that. Because they're still in transit right now. We'll let you know how what we think once we get them. But Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They've launched the fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. Use the nose trimmer. Um, it was kind of funny. Um, someone sent me a picture of one of my friends. It was zoomed in on him, too. And um, you could see... Some you can see hairs. some hairs coming out of his nose. That's okay. That's okay. We're not going to judge, but we're, we'll only judge. I'm going to judge. Just buy the just buy, buy the nose trimmer. Yeah. That's it. Manscaped. And when you go to buy the nose trimmer, promo code RINKRAT, R-I-N-K-R-A-T, at manscaped.com at checkout. Get 20% off and free shipping. Yeah, summer's around the corner. All deodorant is going to be a must. It's a must, especially when that warm weather starts to kick in. It is a must. Uh, so I'll just leave it at that. And yeah, yeah. promo uh, rink rat at promo checkout, twenty percent off and free shipping. Yes, let's get into the goalies. Yes, it's been a hot so. topic, just like the store. A hot topic for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, in terms of the Leafs not getting flurry. Apparently, so that trade, the Chicago proposed trade that came out that Kyle Dubas got mad about, um, that was like Chicago approached Toronto about that. Yeah. So that's where Kyle Dubas got pissed off. Yeah, because it, now it's like that gets out to his team. It's like, you know. If you're Morazic, how wanna, do you feel? You don't want to, yeah, How do you anyone. feel, right? Like, well, it's more so Campbell. They waived yeah. Morazic. Yeah, no, true, true. <laughs> Marazic, people, the, the team, like Morazic should know how the team feels about him. <laughs> He, yeah. he got put on waivers. Yeah. And now Mrazek knows how the rest of the NHL thinks about him mm-hmm. and his contract right now. Yeah. They don't like it yeah. at all. So Mrazek cleared waivers earlier this this week. They tried to sign Hari Satari. Um, 32 Thoughts had a very interesting reason as to why they have European players when they're signed during the season. 
why they have to go through waivers. Um, because back it, in the 80s, yeah. there was a guy that uh, – this was from 32 Thoughts. Apparently, there was a guy that would play the most of the season in Europe and then would just come and sign late in the season with the Oilers. I don't. I can't look up his name. I can't I, remember yeah, his name. I can't remember his name, but I think Ron Wilson also did that. Ron Wilson also would do that. Yes. They would play the full season in Europe and then just come over to the NHL and win a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And it was like a free deadline ad. Yeah. So that's why they had to put the waivers in. And four or five teams made a claim on Hari Satari. So yeah. it kind of sucks, but whatever happens. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, um, the reason I'm kind of happy they didn't go out and get Who's the other goal? Who's the only goalie available? Mark Andre Fleury. Yeah, and then Kakin he plays a similar like... style to Mrazek. Mm-hmm. Like if Mrazek's not working right, I'm not saying Mrazek and Fleury are the same, but if like Mrazek's style isn't working with the Leafs, I don't know. Like, would you want to try roll the dice on another smaller athletic goalie that challenges heavily? No, no. Like, what if it's just the Leafs' defense defending style doesn't fit that? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of a risk. That's where I'm like. Mm, Mrazek is was not playing well. He played, he was all right. Sorry, Josh wanted me to say there was one word that he wanted to say on this podcast before he fell to injury. That I will proverbially, proverbially adequate, proverbially adequate. That's how he described Peter Mrazek's game the other day. Really, um, but yeah, I'm okay that they didn't get a goalie. I think this these additions on defense will help the goaltending tremendously. Yeah, I, I agree and. Just look, like even even just our our defense playing together as a whole, and plus Muzzin coming back. Like lately, they look good at clearing that net, which is front. a that big. Was a ma- it was a major issue for a, a while. Big, a big point of emphasis that we've been making for exactly for exactly. that team. But. So, anyways, the goaltending. So Eric Schalgren got two of the games. He got yes. Carolina played solid. Could not couldn't have asked for much more there. And then he got the Nashville game where went a little awry, but like wasn't really his fault at all. At least. You know, gave up some good chances in front of him, unfortunately. He made three very, very nice saves in that game, too. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about what Mike McKenna from Daily Faceoff said uh, about Eric Schalgren. So, he was saying, like, there's there are things to like about Eric Schalgren. Pretty big goalie, challenges pretty well, very good posture. He moves decently in the net. Um, he was saying, though, the rebound control people have pointed out. And it's he doesn't control his arms that well, and he doesn't catch the puck very well. So that's where he lets out some squeaky rebounds around the, the net there. He, that's something he really needs to work on. I think that's the most glaring, obvious uh, hole in his game, I would say. His glaring, obvious Justin hole in his game. Um, additionally to that, there was one goal on Saturday where he was kind of behind the puck. Um, quicker feet, I would say, in following the penalty kill. Um that was an interesting point there. And then on top of that, his reads, but that's just something that comes with time. Yeah. A lot of younger goalies, that's something that like you can't really, you know, it's it's tough. Like if you haven't played in the NHL, you get to the NHL. It's a completely like, different it's pace. A completely, it's a completely, completely different. different pace. doesn't matter where you have played before. Mm-hmm. So that, that'll just take, that'll just come with a little mm-hmm. bit of time. His reads were... Mm, I'd say they were okay, not the greatest. They were they were all right. They were decent, but he got burned. It was on specifically. Mike McKenna pointed out the fifth goal. Uh, it was a two on one. The shot came. He couldn't catch it, and he wasn't didn't have much momentum going back. So that's where Nashville was able to beat him on the rebound mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Right. So yeah, that's a good rundown of 
kind of Shulgren. Yeah, he play, he played very well. Mm-hmm. Stops the first shot very well. Rebounds are a little bit leaky when they hit him in the chest there, but overall look promising. Yeah, very promising. Some things to work on there. Um, Mrazek in the next gen game made a couple decent saves. The two goals, I don't blame him at so, all for. Quick, quickly before you get into it, how do you feel about them giving Mrazek the game over Shalgren? Because like, I don't mind it at all. Okay. I don't know. New Jersey's not that good. True. Yeah. Like, I, I thought they were going to give it to Shalgren, but yeah. I mean, you have Mrazek there. Why not give him a give yeah. him a go kind of thing? See if he can. Whatever. See if the, See if the he waiver can kind of redeem him. himself. Yeah. And now you got a back-to-back situation, so you do you would have had He's to play him anyways. Yeah, so if you true. sit him this game, like, that what's his sense. confidence going to be like going into those games? Like maybe instill a little bit of confidence into him. He just cleared waivers too. Yeah. Think about that. Like that's got to be a shot to your ego. Hundred percent. Just cleared waivers. Give him this game. See how he does, and then you got to play him one of these two games coming this weekend. Mm-hmm. Right. So hopefully that'll help him out. I'm curious to see which game they give him. I'm probably betting on it's florida okay i'm gonna guess right what's the what's the game before it's montreal. florida than montreal you don't think they'd give him montreal mrazic yeah like i so i know you said that like you don't blame both the goal i think the second goal is like he should have stopped that like in the mrazic yes in the in the new jersey game the way he was inside he was inside wow. of his well, first of all, he didn't make a single save on the play. Yeah, Justin, Hall, Justin Hall, Justin stopped Hall the stopped the first one, what and then about the, the second one, the second one went in. It no. trickled through. First one, Justin Hall it hit his stick. Second one, it hit Peter Mrazek. Yeah. Third one, they finished. Yeah. I, it's I, a third rebound on a two on one in front of the net. That's that's true. That's true. But I just still feel like he's off of. A, he had to slide, and he also had to play the backdoor pass. Yeah, I feel like he's. Just, so if you're getting two rebounds off of a backdoor pass. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else you expect. I, I just still feel like it's getting so it's so close to his body that he's got to save those, but I, I don't know. That's how I feel. Um, but the third rebound off of backdoor pass should not be anywhere near the net kind of yeah. thing. Like, you can't blame him. Oh, he was out of position. It was off a backdoor pass but it, that but got the through. The thing is, it was off of him, and when he went to save it, he was already inside of his net. Like, you can't be, like, he was literally in it, like, he he saved it, but the puck was already in the net when he t- when he like saved it with his pad, off the third rebound. Yes, yeah. So I I don't know. I I don't blame him at all. Okay, this fair. is not like it wasn't like the third rebound went out very far. These were all yeah. wax in front of the net. Yeah, I don't blame him at all for that one. Yeah. Well, he's gonna have to play anyways in a back to back. So yeah. But, um, but yeah, and then the first one being a tip. I thought yeah, he was, was fine. He made yeah. a nice backdoor save in the second period or first period. Might have been the first period. He made mm-hmm. a very nice backdoor save. Uh, hit off. It went uh, backdoor. I can't remember. It was probably Hughes or someone. A shot went up high, and he was able to stop it. That was a good one. But he was all right. He wasn't bad, I thought. Yeah. At mm-hmm. all. I don't fa- fault any of those goals on him. Um, interesting goaltending matchups we got. Frederick Anderson did not play very well against the Leafs. Kind of funny. His first game back in Toronto with fans, and he pooped his pants a little bit. Not bad. Nice to see uh, big game Fred is still doing well. <laughs> but uh, UC Soros on Saturday had himself a game. Even the second goal that Austin Matthews scored, like, number one, the third goal his own team scored on him. But the second goal that Austin Matthews scored was off of a massive save. He was able to get the rebound off of a massive, massive save. Like, he, like UC Soros robbed him. I would have been so pissed off if that puck didn't go in the net. Mm-hmm. But on top of that, I think he had like 
10 very good saves in that game. So he kept he kept Nashville afloat in that one. Uh, I mean, people are saying, oh, you're going to run into a hot goalie in playoffs. How are you going to solve him? I don't know, if you can't solve him, you're obviously just going to lose. Yeah. I mean, that that's the same with every single team, though. Oh, when Tampa Bay runs into a hot goalie, what's going to happen? They're going to lose if they don't score any goals. I yeah. believe that's the name of the game. That's how it works. And usually. the Leafs scored three in that one, yeah. mind you. The, I, I would like to put it point out they put three past a very hot goalie. Yeah, I'm not worried about the so, Leafs hmm. running into a hot goalie. I think this playing their third string yeah. goalie with two guys now that like with some regulars out of the lineup. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting, but it was a playoff game, so they suck, right? Uh, Nico Dawes in the third game there against New Jersey. I thought he looked pretty good. I mean, he's a young goaltender, he's 2000 born, but he's still 21 until December. Um, made some decent saves in this one. He's a decently sized goaltender as well. This is his second professional season. Last year he played in Germany, but on top of that, I think the the it was the Mikheyev first goal. He didn't track back at all. Mm-hmm. Kind of didn't play that one great. Uh, the second one, the Marner one, he was a little bit deep in his net. Matthews made a like fluffed the pa- like not fluffed it, but kind of pillowed the pass, so it was very, very soft to Marner. I think if that was a little bit harder, he would have played it a little different. But it gave uh, gave Marner a pretty good angle on the mm-hmm. shot, and like Dawes was a little bit deep. Marner was able to get it up just enough. It was a good shot. Too. It, was, it was a good shot. I think he could have played it a little bit high. Like, he could have ch- came out a mm-hmm. little bit more. He should have. I, he was, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he came off of his post in the most ideal spot. Yeah. But... These were two mistakes that he made that I'm kind of like you have to dig in deep kind of thing. I don't yeah. I wouldn't I don't I mean it's a breakaway and a one timer and then another two on two on one where your defenseman ends up in the corner, right? Yeah. So three very good chances, but just a couple small details where it's like you've played a young it's, it's a young goaltender. Yeah, There's some things he has to work on. He also on. played off of his second game of a back to back. So it's like Yeah, he's he was team in front of him was a little tired. Yeah. And right. Well he he played the game before too. He played. He played the, yeah, he's been playing back to backs for them. What the hell? Yeah, they've been they rolling. They just hate him. Akira Schmidt and John Gillies. I, I, I don't so, blame them because both of them suck. They stink. But yeah. Um, so yeah, I, whatever. He was whatever. Just a small fault. Yeah. S- few small details, but overall he played decently. Mm-hmm. I yeah. thought he played all right for a twenty-one-year-old goaltender there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, against the Rangers, he yeah. gave up four on thirty-five shots. Yeah. That's Could tough. Being that? peppered with thirty-five shots and and then going, March fifteen, yeah. sixteen, he played. T- back-to-back as well yeah um interesting so going forward i know that we have the back-to-back but let's say campbell doesn't come back for another two weeks do you think like another well, how you, two weeks like let, let's just like i'm just spitballing idea like just let's just say right what, what i don't know he should be back in soon montreal I mean. and then in toronto against florida i i, I know those it's th- shaw i think it's going shawgren and then mrazic I, I honestly feel more confident in against Florida. Yeah, but. because you've seen three decent games of him, and yeah. you've seen Mrazic crap the bed a few times. Oh, not a few times. Every Almost every single game he's played now. Not it's, every single it feel, He's it, had a couple good ones in there. It has not been good, I will say that. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just I still think I trust our Schalgren more than, than him right now. He snowballing going against, on him, but he had a good start in there. Eh. Um, I just... I don't know. I just don't have any. I still don't have any confidence in him. He didn't like. He didn't look overly good in the, in the New Jersey game. He just. Looked, right? I mean, I don't think he really was he challenged that much. Saves. I don't think he was challenged that much at all. There but. was a couple of shots off the rush that he stopped that were pretty nice. Yeah, but he was solid. I, I mean, the two goals I don't fault him at all for. 
And then made some decent saves in there as well off the rush. Yeah. But like I don't know. Thought he was all right. Yeah, I don't know. I I just me going forward, I I think I still think Shalgren is. Uh, yeah. Sample size. I guess. <laughs> They'll do it until you prove me wrong, right? Like Yeah. I guess the I guess maybe you could say the the Nashville game was like a prove me, proved it wrong, but I still thought he played okay and during that game. He was okay. Yeah, so. he was all right. I don't, I don't really blame him for that. But I mean, just kind of think. I, I think Montreal is a very good matchup for Shalgren. In terms of Florida, they're a very very fast team. Yeah, but Shalgren did well against Carolina, who almost is like a, kind of a sim not not the exact same, but kind of similar. Think they're similar to Florida. I, I I don't know. I, they they like to shoot a lot, both of them. That's mm. for sure. Uh, Florida yeah. probably likes co- more quality. Like Carolina likes more quantity. Florida is also just better. Florida is definitely. Oh, don't get me wrong. Just Florida is definitely better. Carolina is better. Like uh, who played well against the better team last? It's called it's Shalgren. It's I know Shulgren. that's like a silly way to think about it, but oh, I forgot to mention Mrazek on his reverse VH. You know when you're up against the post. Yes. Um, how they they put the one pad down flat and the other yes. one's up. Um, he's still giving up space on that. Yeah, I've noticed. New Jersey that. gave up, tried to go for it three times. I noticed that he, there's a little hole so, there. So, and that's something that just needs like that. That kind of you're an NHL goalie, you can't let that in. That's the only part of his game that scares me. Yeah. I mean, the rest of it, like people are like, oh, he's so jumpy. I have no confidence. Like, yeah, because he's that's been his. playing like shit, and he's a smaller goaltender that's very active in the net. Yeah. and challenges a lot. Like that's what that's what he that's what he plays. That's what that's knew, what happens. Yeah, that's we knew that we were, that's what we were getting same when we thing. signed up for it. But um, I thought it was funny. Also, um, Kyle Dubas saying, "Oh, Peter, he's a NHL vet, over three hundred games. He's gone through highs and lows. Um, he went through a low in Detroit and never rebounded. Yeah, and then ended up out of Detroit." Where he rebounded after that, yeah, but it did not rebound in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then he went to. I remember he went to Philadelphia. He went to Philadelphia, crapped the, the bed there, did not get qualified. Went to Carolina mm-hmm. afterwards for one and a half mil, yeah. steal. But yeah, so in terms of, I said, oh, I don't think I'm like Peter Mrazek. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't uh, find his game for the rest of the year. I mean, he, he had one decent game. It's something to build off of. Mm-hmm. I'm still. Leaning more towards like mm, I don't know, mm-hmm. but it's it's one game. Hopefully, he can find his confidence because yeah. if he doesn't here, it's like, all right, we're running out of time with you, brother. Yeah, and we might have already gotten there. Honestly, who knows? Hopefully not. I mean, there's still time. Yeah, there's still a couple. He's, he's, I think the building block is in place. Mm-hmm. So now, where do you go from there? That's why I think even like just to build his confidence, Montreal might be a bit, like Florida. I I think he'll get. Well, I think we'll yeah, get towards. Pumped last time he played Montreal. I know, but it's Montreal. Like, is it going to happen again? Like, I, know, they, I guess they're hot, but you're you're asking me between like the best team in the league and Montreal. Like, I'd I'd rather Montreal's him, playing pretty well. Recently. That's true, yeah, but I'd rather too. give him Montreal over Florida. I, I don't know. Anyways, um. Anything yeah. else on the goalies there? Oh, they play each other tonight. That's kind of funny. Montreal and Florida. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Spencer Knight's in that. Huh. That's kind of funny. Oh, Jake Allen's back. Well, hopefully hopefully we can take a... Hopefully we can take advantage. Yeah. Hopefully Montreal can get a win there and help us out a bit. No? Yeah. We're friends. We'll see. <laughs> we let really. you guys win last year. Huh? Yeah. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But in terms of the goalies, I think I covered... Everything mm-hmm. here. I can understand why nobody has confidence in Peter Mrazek. I mean, I just see that there's the one building block in place. I, I'm, I'm like, 
it's for me there's there is a starting point yeah to to rebound will it happen i cannot answer that i appreciate your optimism on it that's it's important to be can't be all negative all the time about it you got to hope yeah. like, like you got to hope that he does right and if he doesn't oh well yeah but. and also you have to look at like full sample sizes of things just going oh nope i want the the 25 year old with four games of experience over over Marizic right now like okay relax so yeah um that's all i got for there uh do you have any goalie defense comments no that's i'm right. pretty good with that some yeah. leafs news the leafs signed curtis douglas to an entry-level contract really really big guy that plays center uh loves six fights this year with the marlies on top of that too he is six foot eight six Huge. eight 27 points in 51 games this year with eight goals uh decent shot i don't think his release is the quickest i would like that to get quicker but kind of slow as well but like again the just you don't find that many hockey players with that kind of size mm-hmm. that's that's what makes him unique and hopefully he, he's been improving and hopefully continue he can continue to do so right because as we've said on this show just because you are big does not mean it's going to be a smooth transition into the pros yeah Sometimes there's that learning curve mm-hmm. that you have to overcome, right? And hopefully he continues to build off of that. And you know what? We got him for th- th- two or three more years. I can't remember. Well, I, after it starts next year. Two years, I think. It's two years. Okay, yeah. that makes sense because he's older. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see, right? Yeah. And another thing, Brendan Minnell got shipped for future considerations, which is whatever. Brendan but Minnell. the only notable thing is that it clears up a contract. Yeah, so we have... And they got Philip Myers, former World Junior defenseman, yes. on loan from yes. the Predators to the Marlins. But I don't think, I don't think that means so much they are not. So they don't have... Uh, they don't the have Leafs rights. don't have um, his rights. Mm-hmm. It's the Predators still. Yeah. However, he will just be playing in the AHL for, for the, the Marlins. Marlins. It's, it's, it's Bennington, it happened to Bennington when he was... Yeah. The year he actually went on to win the Cup. It happened was, with Sam Gagne to yeah. the Marlies. Yeah. So and players just get loaned out. That's just the way the AHL works. Yeah. yeah just to kind of like operational expenses mm-hmm. yeah i believe so anyways that's um, all i got here yeah that's it uh this week s- big week coming up some big opponents yeah um five games montreal behi- yeah panthers and boston are the next three yes yes and the least right now are per- it's a tight race for the atlantic they're sitting five points behind florida who have one game in hand but if they drop it to montreal it'd, it'd be it'd be great it'd, it'd only be massive it would only be uh, a, a five po- five points for us to overcome. We'd only need two or three games to do that, and plus we play Florida, I think two or three times down the stretch. So uh, um, three more times. Yeah, so that can e- that ground can easily be made up in head to head, and then and the lightning two more times. Yeah, lightning two more times as well. They also have a game in hand, but they're a point behind us right now with eighty four, and then Boston. I told I, I we were saying don't sleep on Boston because guess what they are they are two points behind us right now with the same amount of I games know. played so it is as same tight, amount now yeah eighty sixty three both of us sixty three and they have two less points than us yeah wow yeah yeah oh my god yeah what they really the Jeremy Swayman effect the Jeremy oh, Swayman effect I think is the only so yeah yeah so. also the back to backs that the Leafs have coming up on the latter halves of the back to back so Montreal and then Florida nice mm-hmm. first in the division. Uh, the next one here, obviously I clicked on that. That's nice. The next one here, we have the Lightning and then the Panthers, back-to-back. Back. Nice. Um, and then Ottawa, 
Islanders, whatever. And then that's the end. Of, oh, and then uh, Panthers Capitals, mm-hmm. Saturday, Sunday. So few nice back to backs in there. Those are tough. I feel like we're gonna lose <laughs> two of like like we're gonna lose one one of those. We're gonna lose both games, and everyone's gonna freak out. Everyone's gonna freak out, but it'll everyone be okay. Freaks out over everything. I know, but it's it'll ridiculous. be an extra freak out. Um, yep. But yeah, sky's not falling, Chicken Little. Yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else? That's it for me. All right, thank you everyone for listening. Please rate the show on iTunes or Spotify or um, your local podcast billboard. Or yeah, just billboard. at your community center. Yes. Just write write our name everywhere. <laughs> Don't actually, but thank you everyone for listening. Go Leafs, go. The Rink Rat Report podcast is brought to you by BetStamp, the ultimate sports betting companion app. Track, follow, and analyze your bets across multiple sports books. And while you're there, check out the world's first verified buy and sell marketplace for f- sports betting picks. Download the app today. The Rink Rat Report podcast is also brought to you by Season 2 of The Lock Garage. Host Marco Shara, a Toronto criminal defense lawyer, interviews various criminal lawyers about the practice of criminal defense, gets them to share their war stories, and helpful tips for up-and-coming lawyers interested in the area of law. Out now on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Step into the garage, listen to the experts, and get a tune-up.